Hello one and all, welcome to the Shropshire Football Podcast episode 9, my name is Luke Hatfield, as always I am your host today, joined by one person we all know very very well, and one person who none of the listening masses will know, but first up, our Shrewsbury Town correspondent, Mr Lewis Cox. Lewis, how are you? I'm well Luke, how are you? I'm alright, I'm a bit tired, long day for me today. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah, yeah. the fort on your own so far, haven't you? Yeah, it's been a tough one today. <laughs> it's been a tough one, but I've got myself a hot chocolate, I've got my Shrewsbury Town plans written up for this podcast. Got your salad hat on. Yeah, so to speak. Um, I'm fully prepared for this podcast. Um, I wasn't whipping together the uh, the, the plan uh, five minutes before we started. Absolutely not. I wouldn't expect that from you, mate. You're uh, far too professional for that. Someone who certainly is very professional, dressed in full <laughs> attire for office work, is our, our digital football intern. His debut on the Shropshire Football Podcast, our Shropshire digital man, is it safe to say? He seems yeah, to have adopted the role. Mr. Thomas Leach. Tom, how, how are you? Yeah, uh, they, they don't know what I'm wearing. You didn't have to say. Yeah, but i got to tell them. <laughs> I can't help it when you're when you're in tracksuit bottoms and hoodie. <laughs> I, was, I, I was about to say he's just coming, it looks like he's just coming from the job centre, but I thought that was a bit harsh, to be oh, honest. Oh, that would be cruel. Yeah, no, it's... it's Far too uh, of an upmarket tracksuit brand. Yeah. The worst yeah. bit about it is, I've, I've come from the gym, that's why I'm dressed like this. Mm-hmm. And I tried to have one of those proteiny drinks as I left. Normally I get to go home and fill it up, but I had to do it in the car. Obviously don't do that, <laughs> anyone listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I had to do that in the car. Someone breaks in front and I've poured protein oh powder all over me. Yeah, protein powder, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> Tom's hood <laughs> Tom's Tom's hoodie says riot on it and I'm just thinking he's getting in the spirit for Shrewsbury Warsaw. Oh absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's fully ready. Um, he's got he's gonna have his camera after the game. He's gonna be l- literally hoping for riots. Yeah, did you see those uh, Stoke Port Vale scenes? Nothing on tonight. Oh, I couldn't believe Tom. that. Did you did you hear about that? Well I saw I saw yeah. And then um, the twenty ones game against Port Vale, obviously in the Checker Trade trophy. They're massive rivals and they don't play each other, are they? Um I mean, yeah. that's spectacular, that is. Right, the under-21s players, poor yeah. fellas, they're probably on the pitch. They're not, they have no idea what's going on. Well, it comes a day after Shrewsbury draw Stoke in the um, the FA Cup, and they are local rivals, Shrewsbury and Stoke. Haven't haven't been for, for a while, but of a yesteryear, different generation, they used to be a rivalry. So that could be tasty in the new year. Definitely Stoke will sell out, and yeah, that'll be a good one. Wonderful place, Stoke, isn't it, Lewis? We know it yes. well. Yes. We know it um, well. Mm, how how uh, PC do we have to play this? Do we have any Stoke listeners? I hope so. I love it. I love the Stoke accent idea. <sighs> I just um, let's not talk about Stoke. Why not? It's I want to hear about this. What, what's your experience as a Stoke? Oh, it sounds we, like there's something in this. So Tom, myself, and Lewis both went to the same university, which is Staffordshire oh, University, of course, based yeah, yeah. in Stoke on Trent, um, which is based in a lovely part of Stoke called called Shelton. Um, yeah, Hanley, all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, let's just say um, there are some dodgy alleyways <laughs> around there. Um, put, it, put it like this: I was born and raised in West Brom, and I took an absolute uh, downward spiral when I headed up to Stoke. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not sure about you, mate. I loved it there, and I still love it. I go back almost on a yearly basis nowadays. Um, <laughs> let's let's, uh, let's let's talk a, a little bit of I'm a celeb. We always do this before podcasts now, don't we? We discuss some TV yeah. before we even talk about the football, well, which I'm sure the... everyone loves, by the way, when they're tuning in. They want to hear about Sam Ricketts and Shrewsbury Town. No, no, you're going to hear about I'm a Celeb. You're going to hear about a different <laughs> football manager, Mr. Harry Redknapp. Well, after the last podcast, which we, um, we we talked about the jungle, I had an email shortly after it went out. You know, we oh, yeah, I saw great. this, I saw this. Oh, it, I thought he just it was a coincidence, and I said, oh, you know, we, we've just spoken about it. He was like, no. 
can't remember the, the fella's name. I'm gonna have to look it up now. But he was like, no, uh, he was comparing the the old Anton Deck thing to to John Askey's management, wasn't he? He's saying Holly Willoughby. Holly Willoughby. I need to call her something else then. Holly Willoughby <laughs> is the um, is is the John Askey of this season. Uh, uh, Clive Glenn. Thank you for your email. Thanks, Clive. Um, it got me. Uh, yeah, it, it got me smiling. To be fair, I think it's a good analogy, really. Yeah, I mean, I, do you think? I, well. I did more so then a couple of weeks ago when I was just getting used to Holly. Um, I'm now a fan. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I thought she was good from the off. I think she was good from the off. Yeah. To be fair, she did. She's done what she's done. Yeah. What. I think a lot of people saw Deck with no one and they thought, oh, I've, yeah, got, I've got to be angry at someone. Yeah. It might as well be the <laughs> first couple of days in. I was thinking, this is just. I'm so upset by this. This is so different and wrong. But yeah, it's been it's been fun watching Holly for the last two and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not just Holly Knight. There's, there's been a jungle as well going yeah, on. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's been good crack, I think. Um, I missed yesterday. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, not, I haven't caught yesterday. No, I've just oh, been told he goes. I've had it ruined for Oh, don't tell me. Okay. Whatever you do. I was busy watching the new Wreck-It Ralph movie. Interesting. Yeah, that's me very and, interesting. Me and my girlfriend went to watch. <laughs> I think, could we uh, swiftly link this to Shrewsbury and saying that um, I didn't see Harry Redknapp in any of the odds for the, for the meadow. I think rightly so, to be honest. Yeah. The way the way I, I, mean, I mean, I'm not sure about you, but the clubs he's recently been involved with, mate, and the uh, the noted financial troubles they've had afterwards. I don't think it would go oh, down too true. well that's at Shrewsbury Town. I liked him, but since he's been in the jungle, I think he seems like he's just not switched on at anything. I can't imagine him leading a team. I can't <laughs> imagine a team to some of the can stuff you, he's been doing. I, mean, in there, I can't you, imagine it. You can't imagine him being a manager now, can you? No, 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 no. Because all exactly. you, you, I mean, if 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 he says something, all you're going to get. On Twitter is a reply with a gif with him with a load of worms sticking out. Well, I was going to say oh, some kangaroo anus pun or something like that. Exactly, you know, it's not going to win. It's, for him, I mean, for him, it's a decent payday, isn't it? What, 600k, it? yeah. Mm, yeah it's not bad, is it? I don't it's know if that's what's ruined this year. I don't think this year's been very good. I don't know if they spent too much on. I think on and Noel and and Harry Redknapp and they've they've not. Oh, you'd be fuming if you if you're the ITV producer exactly, and you got yeah, Noel yeah. and you six hundred grand last ten days. Yeah. yeah. On the contrary, I think. You know, as football fans, we knew Harry Redknapp's sort of good comedy value, but the the wider public now love him, don't they? Non-football mm. fans, like, he's favourite to win it, and he will win it, let's be honest, he, he will. Um, I saw a tweet a few weeks ago, it was like, Fiat 500 Twitter now loves Harry Redknapp. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, teenage, yeah. You know, young, younger girls suddenly realise who this cute old man is, who we all know as... Footy legend, but yeah, he's been great. Don't call him a wheeler dealer, though. Um, <laughs> right, let's talk. Let's talk some football because we're nearly seven minutes in. The twenty-one day search is over. Twenty-one days. Is that what it came to in the end? Twenty-one days. I mean, three weeks. Busy day for you guys yesterday. I was loving it. I had a day off, <laughs> but I was. I, I must admit, I saw Nathan Judah message me saying, "Oh." She's been telling the appointed manager. We got press conference. I was like, mate, I'm not working. <laughs> but no, but oh, good to hear he was buzzing for it then. Yeah, to be fair though, Tom Leach stepped to the mark uh, and he joined you, didn't he? He always does. Tom mm. steps up to the plate like a bad rash. <laughs> <laughs> Can't a get rid of that work. <laughs> a good rash. I'm um, joking. I'm joking. Uh, yeah. So Monday. Well, we on Wednesday for the listeners' purposes. Probably Thursday or Friday. Who knows? Um, yeah, Monday, uh, which was three weeks to the day since. Shrewsbury sacked John Askey. Uh, Sam Ricketts was announced as a manager, was it, early in the morning? I can't go. No, it was 5pm. It was 5pm yeah, yeah, yeah. as I worked a 9-5 shift. 
Mm. Oh, I, I, that was very this, 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 this is going to sound very fortunate for me because I was off yesterday and I missed a press conference. I finished at four you o'clock. Up at four, yeah. <laughs> I, I, remember, at four I remember. I remember. Yeah. I, 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 I called you and you just got home, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, bit of, bit of an update, Luke." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said there was a Wrexham statement coming out, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> Shrewsbury Town confirm manager John um, manager as Sam Ricketts. I was like, oh, right, okay, I should probably pick up some work from home here. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I got out of the office after eight, which was uh, you know fun. But there you go. It was uh, yeah, it's it's you know you get a buzz when when obviously big news breaks and all that. And that was that was Monday night, and and Monday of course then ended in the third round draw. So I'm there sitting at, at the at the desk thinking Anfield away, Anfield away. Didn't quite get it, but. You know, it's it's the buzz of the draw. It was a mm. former Premier League team at the Meadow, so that was good. But yeah, the of course I'm sure we're going to talk about it. But the Sam Ricketts thing over the weekend um, was quite the story, wasn't it? Really, from when uh, from when the news was broke Friday. The the cup mm. draw as well could have so easily been Shrewsbury versus Wrexham, which would have been tasty. I think everyone at the Meadow. Oh, can you imagine that? There would be a riot. Certainly, have mm. a club persuasion. You know, employees, hierarchy. I'm sure they had fingers firmly crossed against that, as I'm sure Sam Ricketts did. Could you imagine? He did make a joke about it. Well, not so much a joke, but he laughed about it. Yeah, certainly. I don't but know. it was close, but I don't know whether I or the Shropshire Star would be allowed in at the racecourse ground for a start. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's probably for the best that that didn't happen. Mm. Um, but yeah. there's, there's always the next round. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Uh, but no, um, obviously you've had um, a chance, both of you, to speak to Sam now, uh, Mr Ricketts. What were your first impressions of him? I was impressed. I was definitely impressed. I thought he, he managed to say the right things without being boring with it. He could have so easily sat down with us and said exactly what everyone wanted to hear, but he, he was a little bit more interested in that than that, I thought. Yeah, he wasn't straight from the manager's guidebook. Of yeah, exactly, cliches. yeah. Yeah, considering he's been at the top and his media, significant media training experience, he could yeah, just, you'd imagine with his time at Wolves that he would yeah, have something all, you know. But he didn't just say, "Oh, I'm looking forward to the, you know, whatever." Just all that mundane stuff. He was specific and detailed. And um, did he say, "I'm ready to give 110 <laughs> percent"? There's no such thing as 110 percent. Did you know that? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a standard football cliche. <laughs> no, 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 I, no, I, I, know, I tell you I what, I, I can't <laughs> wait until the end of the game tonight and you'll interview me. Say, so, yeah, it's a game of two halves. Um, <laughs> You know, that standard cliche will come out. I'm going to give a thousand percent. A thousand percent? It's not enough, is it? You should be given a million percent. Infinite. Yeah. <laughs> um, he he was really, really good. And I'm sure a lot of town fans will have read stuff from after his press conference from ourselves, from the club, heard it online. Um, I can't stress enough. I think we did the video after it. Of Yeah, we were, we were impressed. He talked the talk. Um, he sounded modern forward thinking with his ideas so firm in his belief he, he was just firm I, I really got that he, he was really sort of not you know stuck in his ways but confident in, in everything that he was saying mm-hmm. and like you, you felt like you were buying it I felt like I was buying into what he was saying so I think players would to be honest uh, but there were there were crucial things from his unveiling on Tuesday to take and you know, we've we've obviously ran those in the paper and online, but it's a seamless it's a seamless transition, and that was the lead story this morning. It it is, and it needed to be because Shrewsbury have won five from six prior to Wednesday night, and you know if it ain't broke, you don't fix it. Very good, Luke. <laughs> Clockwork that. Um, Tell yeah, me about it. He uh, 
it's an interesting one in that he's coming in when a manager's been sacked, but the club, the club are fine. That's it. It's a very weird dynamic to move into, yeah. isn't it? Because it's a club which aren't you know at their lowest ebb, which is ordinarily when you sack a manager mid-season. <laughs> you're you're in a position where you can't really drop any further. A lot of the time, you I mean you may be able to no, in yeah. terms of league standing, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. but in terms of general mood around the camp. Mm. Whereas Ricketts walks in now and. Yeah. There's a bit of a, a buoyancy about the place in the way that Danny Coyne and uh, Eric Ramsey have really managed his team following Askey's departure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I said this in a, in a comment piece that went um, that went in the paper about a week ago. Now, I don't think that John Askey left a bad blueprint when he left. Mm. I, I don't think he left the place in tatters whatsoever. Even when he he left, they weren't on the worst run possible. No. By any means, they weren't in the bottom four. They were actually a good few points above the bottom four. So I don't think. That it's necessary. I mean, I, I think the Corn and Ramsey did a, did a great job, obviously, and their their record speaks for itself. But I don't think the club was ever at a stage really where Ricketts was going to have to come in and rip the place up by any means. He, yeah. He's coming into a team where yeah. he can just find the odd tweak, and that could be the thing that sets them on a really really good run. We all knew, and certainly fans were saying this is um, a half decent squad, even when they were. They were really inconsistent under Askey and things weren't happening at all. They could see shoots of promise, to say the least. And um, you know, for whatever well, for multiple reasons it wasn't working under Askey. But, you know, Danny Coyne and, and Eric Ramsey got it to work with a bit more what's the word? A bit more intensity, enthusiasm, all of that. Um Do you think that's all it needed? A little a little bit more Certainly a a, a, a jolt in kind of energy, uh, a boost in you know not enthusiasm, but intensity, certainly. Uh, mm. I'd say every day in training and, and on a match day. And, you know, maybe... Sorry, mate. Maybe they've, they've stuck to John Askey's system a, a diamond, so maybe there's consistency there that they've used the same system and it and it's worked. Clearer messages, possibly. Um, but, yeah, whatever formula Danny Quinn and Eric Ramsey got together, it's it's pretty crucial that Sam Ricketts sticks sticks to it. And, and it's a it's a great appointment because everyone knows each other as well. It ticks mm. so many boxes of what should we want in a manager, the blueprint of up and coming and young. But then for Sam Ricketts to know Danny Coyne as an ex-teammate internationally, to know Eric Ramsey from FA Wales, it's so ideal. It literally it fits like a glove. And thinking back over the weeks when we were thinking, you know, wondering who the new manager was going to be, you think probably should have put two and two together more here and, uh, and said, you know, had a look that, that Coyne had played together with him and, and the Eric Ramsey thing. And I've wrote in a comment piece today that those two are going to remain very much part of his plans, very much his right-hand men. It's important, that. Yeah, massive. Uh, the, uh, I said, um, you know, he's, he's already made a key, key decision to maintain the status quo and I can't stress how important that is because, you know, Coyne's got respect from absolutely everyone. Eric Ramsey's quickly brought the respect to the players. So, Wow, yeah, I mean, for, for Ricketts just to come in and be able to just overview everything, oversee everything yesterday in training, his first training session, for Ramsey still to be able to lead it and and Ricketts just to drip feed his way in, you know, and mm. sort of slowly make it about his, his regime. I think it's genius, really. Um, we don't, we haven't even been given really official titles. I think this is interesting. Like, we don't really know, certainly haven't been told at this point what we're going to... Danny Coyne's goalkeeper coach, but he's not just going to be a goalkeeper coach now. He's he's going to be 
sort of right hand left hand man to, to Ricketts and it's very similar to Neil Cutler and he was at Walsall yeah. and he was at West Brom now he's at Villa it's one of them where he's almost listed as a goalkeeper coach but he does a lot, lot more than yeah. just deal with the goalkeeper. Coyne's always been heavily involved like under personality so well respected but you know they're going to carry on what's been working so well and Eric Ramsey was academy boss until a couple of months ago but now he's flavour of the month and uh, yeah it's great great makes sense on, on every level um, and you know, maybe before the appointment when the rumours were about, some fans, well, a few fans were concerned about the lack of experience. Three months of Wrexham in the conference or whatever, which is valid, obviously. Um, but a lot of them have been bought over already by what, what the new manager said mm-hmm. and, you know, how he's coming and coming to leave everything the same to make it seamless. As you said, though, um, short managerial career so far. We have a gamble. I think that was the main thing that people sort of said when they saw it, wasn't it? The fans especially. They all thought he's not been in it that yeah. long. They obviously maybe didn't quite see the, the how good... A, I mean, we didn't know how good a link he had to the rest of the backroom staff, really, until yesterday. Um, so I think maybe he hasn't been in management that long, but I think the vision that he's got for it... And I suppose he's been in management more than the three months that Wrexham says, because he's been working closely with kind of the clubs at the end of his career. I know he helped out a lot of Coventry on coaching terms. Yeah. He's obviously yeah. been at Wolves since then. So it has been coming for years and years, this. I don't think... I think it would be unfair, really, to say that he's only been in management for three months. Yeah. He's not had to overcome... You know, he's had it good with Wrexham, not had to maybe overcome difficult, you know, runs, stuff like that. I haven't been tested in that regard. So I do understand what, what those town fans are saying. Mm. But... You know, Shrewsbury clearly believe that this guy's got a big future um, in management, and a lot of people do, not just Shrewsbury, a lot, everyone that, that knows him in the sport really um, knew what he was like as a player, knew he'd gone to be a manager. And yeah, he's probably ahead of where he thought he'd be when he took the Wrexham job in the summer. He didn't think he'd be in League One by December, but yeah. I remember Brian Caldwell saying, the chief exec, just after they, they announced it, you know, regards to the inexperience. Like, you know, we have to move now. We think he's going to have such a future. If we wait, you know, closer to the end of the season, a bigger League One club might, might you know, come and offer him a lot more money or mm. even bottom end champ, possibly not, but a bigger club. And he's going to have much more. If, if Wrexham are top two, top three come March, April, then his reputation will be even better. Yeah. Because it's been a whole season. So, Something I haven't wrote yet, but I've been meaning to. Town had to strike while the iron was hot, like to to jump a, you know, to steal a march on on getting him. And you know, if it if it starts well, and I think it will play out brilliantly. If he can get his insight and everything he says he wants onto the onto the players and training ground and the pitch, I think it'll be great. I saw a lot of fans, town fans say, think this is a great appointment, and I I do agree. I think it's a really shrewd appointment as we've said too I think it is only just fine margins that he needs to find before this side I mean what are they 10 points now off the playoffs I think that might be a bit of a reach would you agree by the end of the season to sneak inside there but I mean just just to end the season on kind of good terms it's only a tweak that he needs to find just to improve this side a little bit more first Mm. of all you just found things right back to the Mickey Mellon era of fine margins that was his buzzword was it and that was the (laughs) word he became famous for at the Meadow so as soon as you said fine margins there everyone listening would have thought of Mickey Mellon Uh, while we're on the topic as well if I can just jump back a little bit to when we were talking about um, Eric and Danny Coyne um, True's put a great video on today on their website um, 
yeah. which could have so easily been edited to be Sam Rickis's first day mm. at, yeah, at, yeah. at Sundorn yeah. and they could have easily just filmed Sam as he went round and met everyone mm-hmm. but I noticed that obviously it's brilliantly filmed first off and then I noticed that while they were showing the shots of Sam Ricketts leading his first training session, they made sure to include a shot of Danny Coyne stood next to him, yeah. of Eric Ramsey stood next to him, which mm-hmm. I think highlights from their perspective that they do want them to have big roles and they are going to have big yeah. roles. And we had the, the photo on the, on the back page and online today of the three of them, and it's it's a three-man team mm-hmm. at, at the minute. It clearly is. And also we talked about Ricketts' lack of experience. Danny Coyne's there. And Danny Coyne's not just a goalkeeping coach now. He's had two caretaker spells in League One that have totaled more than a month. He knows how to manage and, and had it bad a couple of years ago, really bad. Yeah. Great this time. So he's got experience of both sides of it, Coyne, and he's so level-headed and, and experienced. He, his um, help will be invaluable to, to Ricketts. Um, and then you've got... You know, we talk about Sam Ricketts being a young manager at 37. Then you've got 27-year-old Eric Ramsey next to him who's... You know, it's a great dynamic, I think. You've kind of co- covered all bases, really. Yeah, and then you get Dave Edwards in a couple of years. <laughs> Wait that long? Nah, I think it'll probably be... Um, I don't think it'll be as long as that, but let's see. You know, January? Close, close friends, aren't they? Who knows, you know, uh, I'd imagine that by next summer there's a strong chance that he'll be at town. I'm not exactly sure on the details of his red. How, how long his contract is at Reading, I'm not I sure, but you know, he, he was always coming back to Shrewsdale Edwards. Now, one of his best mates is the manager, you know. Um, I so mean, that, you can put two and two together and that get five a couple of times, but that one seems like it's one which yeah. I add up. Yeah. Um, something um, Tom touched on before I uh, called him out on Mickey Mellon was well, I mean, what, what was it 10 points you said from the playoffs yeah. at the minute? I think... Uh, was certainly not halfway through the League One season. And I think there's a lot left to play for. I think League One's pretty poor this season. From third or fourth down is much of a muchness. Mm. And if Town can replicate... I know this run of five wins from sixes across a couple of competitions as well, but if they can sort of replicate this run in the league from, say, um, Saturday's game at Burton until, you know, after Chris into the new year... See where they are, maybe, you know, January transfer window, maybe heading into February. That kind of form could really give them a shot, in my opinion. Ten I'm, points is more than catchable. Oh, easily. Um, and I know I'm contradicting myself here, but Plymouth last season were <coughs> were they in the bottom four? Yeah, they were. They were with about at three months I'm to sure go. Sure, they were bottom at Christmas. And then they rocketed, and I think they they only finished about three points behind three or and four only points because behind they, town. Only because yeah, only because they had a bad. End like last last handful of games, Plymouth. But um, for me, the they could make the playoffs, in my opinion. If uh, if if Ricketts can continue the, the feel good factor under un, under Ramsey and Coyne, if he can buy into and evolve what because what what Eric Ramsey and Danny Coyne have done is what they need to do now. Um, Ricketts will come in and build on that intensity, that the high press, the work rate. Um, the running stats and all that if he can evolve it further push it further now he's permanent first team boss and, and they can further improve on what they're doing yeah I a few weeks ago I, I thought because the league was so tight they probably might not be able to get into the playoffs because 
a striker light, in not a sort of maybe natural goal scorer, but we've since discovered that they have got a very good striker and a natural goal scorer in Fajiri. Yeah. Um, so what are they lacking? They've got one of the, they've got a really good defensive record. Um, it seems to have sorted out the keeper situation. I think Steve Arnold will probably remain number one, the way he's going for the rest of the season. I don't midfield's great. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, it's their lack out wide. Sean Morley's been injured for a while. He's almost you almost kind of struggle to get him back in the picture with the way the diamond's going. But yeah, what what are they lacking really? I mean, you know, if Faye goes off the boil, then you don't know. But goals are coming from everywhere, and I, you know, I. They wouldn't be a bad outside bet for the for the playoffs, in my opinion. If they certainly if they can, you know, have a bounce under Ricketts. And when a new manager comes in and one of his pedigree, you know, he had international experience or whatever. When any new manager comes in, like you get more percent out of the players, don't they? Because mm. each of them might give ten more percent because they're trying to earn their their place under the new manager. So if if town players give another five ten percent, then they'll carry on winning, in my opinion. Mm. Don't want to stir the pot, but Dave Edwards' contract expires in June. Well, there you go. So ah, there you go. From January, he's, he's approachable. Um, yeah, he hasn't played much for Reading this season, has he? No, he has not. Um, it's been a tough time for him at Reading. Um, Hopefully, he's not coming back as groundsman. Like, yeah, um, which is something that Sam Riggs did joke about. <laughs> yeah. I can't see that. Nah. Well, if, you, if you can cut the grass, all right. No, nah, we um, got a perfectly fine groundsman who looked a bit upset. Uh, by the new manager's comments <laughs> yesterday. So shout out to Adam. Well, they didn't David would say that if it's a sit-on mower, he will have the job or mm. something along those lines. So Yeah, but maybe. I don't think he's a uh, legs lap bad. I think he could do a job, <laughs> job in town in the midfield. I'd get him out of there with uh, some scissors. All <laughs> <laughs> um, right, let's look at it from the Wrexham point of view. It's very, very interesting the way that all came yeah. about. Wow. I'm, yeah, I'm glad you could ask about that because that was one of the things I really wanted to speak about. It was a totally... I think the, the assistant said this, Graham Barrow. I've never heard of anything No, like it's a totally life. unique situation, really. They, they they banned him from the game. He was essentially suspended from his own team's game. I mean, he was... For, for all... You know, he, he was still in charge just from his own sofa, which is unbelievable. I mean, thank yeah. God it was on TV. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> well, let's hope he has a BT subscription. I can't comment on that, but... Did he have to go down the boozer? Oh, imagine. <laughs> Sat in the Red Lion. <laughs> um, the way that the statement was worded, I got the impression that they hadn't told him. They worded it almost as if, Sam Ricketts, <laughs> if you're reading this, can you please not come? Which was bizarre. Yeah, it was a, it was a strange way to <laughs> word they, it. They said it was inappropriate, didn't they? It would not, sorry, it would not, be pro, it would not be appropriate for him to come. Um, that was Saturday. Obviously, their game was Saturday night. The news of Sam Ricketts uh, nearing a move to Shrewsbury emerged Friday late-ish and obviously spread like wildfire and, and so on but I was shocked on Saturday lunchtime to see that statement I mean you know I, I've, I've put in stories and, and said on Twitter my understanding of the whole thing was that he was and he believed Ricketts and he was going to take charge on Saturday night against Newport and it's a horrible shame that he didn't get to and I'm not sure I'm honestly not sure not too sure about the reasonings behind it. I'm not in the Wrexham boardroom. So, I don't know. Very odd one. I can't mm. think when, when it's ever happened before. And I do feel for him about that. Because, I'm, you know, his reputation with, with Wrexham supporters is... it's uh, My Twitter feed looks like Paul Hurst Ipswich right now. There are a lot of emojis. <laughs> um, it's a shame. I think as well it's quite interesting that... We understand at that stage nothing at all was signed in any way. No. 
So exactly. say things had not have worked out in the negotiations between yeah, Ricketts and Shrewsbury, yeah, yeah, Wrexham yeah. would have banned their man from that game, and then he wouldn't have moved anywhere. And yeah, <laughs> Wrexham seemingly forced his hand. If you know, I, yeah, I think the writing was on the wall from you, that stage. Yeah, I mean, your position is this very, you know, un, it's, I'd say it's untenable at that point. Yeah, if, yeah. If you're being told not to come to a game which you are in charge of, yeah, because you are in charge. That's like a session of one of us <laughs> interviewing for another role at another newspaper. And then the Express and Star and Shropshire start saying, mate, don't come in. <laughs> don't you worry, mate. Just stay at home, yeah? Yeah. It's very strange. I, we, I don't know by that point how far Ricketts' talks with Shrewsbury were down the line, but they were saying on BT Sport and people close to him, and I was hearing that no decision had been made from him, um, from, from Sam Ricketts. So I think his hand was forced. Um, you know, Shrews had approached Wrexham not not long before that, sorted out compensation, obviously. Um, but on the premise that that he he oversaw that match, so you know the the story became public, and next thing, he was uh, told where to go. Very surprising. What sort of vibe did you get off him about that? From Ricketts. Yeah. Um, he wasn't really quizzed too much on that. No, he that he um event, really. I think he was sorry by how it ended, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. I'm just going to, while we speak about it, I'm just going to look look at the, the quotes for it. I can't remember exactly what he said. Um, but I do feel for him. I mean, no one wants to to leave like that, does he? He he said himself, you know, he's ambitious and he, he had, to, had to make the move. He couldn't turn it down. And one of my quotes on Twitter was doing has been doing the rounds with the Wrexham fans, something like when a club um, like Shrewsbury come coming you can't turn it down and other other clubs are like laughing saying what Shrewsbury what what are you on about but you know I don't, I, I don't know where Re- I don't know where Wrexham fans think Shrewsbury are at the moment but you know Wrexham are in the conference and Shrewsbury could easily push into the top half of League One mm. on the fringes of the playoffs and you know you get you get a bit of luck that they didn't have at the back end of last season and you know, you could you could be the man that takes little old Shrewsbury into the championship uh, because he know he knew it weren't a bad squad. Further on from that, Ricketts' quotes uh, about it yesterday. Something worth mentioning is how he said, "You know, I've had my eye on this job for a while, for four or five years." Bit of because he's done the rounds locally before, played at Wolves, played at Telford. He knew of the club. A large part of it, Dave Edwards' links from Wolves, Jack Price, all Salopians from from Shrewsbury who told him about what a great job it was so mm. so for years now even when he was academy at Wolves and whatnot, um, he knew he told us yesterday this, this, that's a great job and that's a job that I'd, I'd want so he was offered the chance of it with, with a good Shrewsbury squad early and he wanted to take it he said he said there wouldn't be many other League, league One mm. clubs that he'd have left Wrexham for mm. so you know again good work from Shrews you know, it's it's a coup, really, isn't it? Because not many other League One clubs would have been able to get a manager of a young, up and coming manager of that caliber. Mm. Because from what he's saying, otherwise he would have been committed to Wrexham. I hope I'm not ruining anything that you're going to plan on printing over the next few days. No, no, but no, I mean, he, he told us a story about how five or six years ago, him and Dave Edwards would talk about how great it would be if they were managers of Shrewsbury and things like that. And he mm. told us a story about how as soon as it was announced, he got a text from Dave Edwards saying. Isn't it funny how it works out? So it's clear that Shrewsbury was a job for him that yeah. was always Fits. going to happen no. or something that he wanted to happen. So I think he had to take the jump. He did say as well, he was in no way wanting to leave Wrexham. He was in no way looking to leave Wrexham. I think it was just one of those funny old things where 
if he didn't take it now, he might never have got the chance to take it again. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he said he was sorry to go. Um, Wrexham gave him that chance, mm. first senior role in the summer, and believed in him. He, he repaid them with a good start and a great foundation. He's left them with money in, to reach the FA Cup third round if they if they win their replays. Left them in a good place. Um, but it, it, he said just there, just looking at the quotes, it had to be something really attractive. And mm. you know, I'd, I don't think he'd he'd have left for a League Two job. I don't think I think that a lot of League One jobs he wouldn't have swapped Wrexham for. So good good work from Shrewsbury to to spot that you know and to to use their contacts. I'm sure Shrews spoke with Dave Edwards and. Just, just good, good work all round, and like we said earlier, it just fits like a glove. This whole thing. Hmm. Excited for the reign of Ricketts. Yeah, massively. Oh, yeah, yeah, massively, massively. He's um, he's young and ambitious, and new ideas, and just the vibe he gave off yesterday. I mm. think um, you know he's a winner as well. Look at he as a player. I didn't really appreciate this until we were with him yesterday. <coughs> Sorry, he went from the conference to the prem. I don't think I'm. Um, I don't think there are many players that do that. He did it quickly no. as well, I didn't realise until I was doing the research on him. He was kind yeah. of he was twenty three, I think, playing in the conference. Exactly. And by the time he was twenty seven he was playing in the Premier League. So it was one of these and he said yesterday by his own admission he wasn't a gifted Premier League gifted natural Premier League footballer. So mm-hmm. what got him there was dedication. So he's that kind of character and he will have those kind of characters playing under him. Yeah. And he would expect that kind of mindset from players under him which will help Shrewsbury succeed, no doubt. Certainly will. Right, let's uh, talk through some of the games we missed, um, Lewis. So, yes. I mean, they seem like forever ago now. Uh, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to discuss a game with you, uh, both you guys. And yeah, then, um, At the end, I'm going to get you to issue a rating of Shrewsbury Town's performance on the day. Okay, out of 10? Out of 10. Cool. So the first one, the, the first game after our previous podcast, mm-hmm. Wickham 3, Shrewsbury Town 2. Yeah, Wickham was... Um, see, so Danny Coyne obviously saw six games. Wickham was the fourth. Mm. <coughs> Excuse my thought. Um, he'd won three before that, three from three. So it was like, can he do the four from four, having lost four from four a couple of years ago? They just... Wickham were a good side. No, sorry... Wickham were a very well-drilled side, very good at what they do. I wouldn't say they're a good footballing, brilliant side, but very solid Wickham, really good at what mm. they do. And who's a Wickham gaffer now? Gareth Ainsworth saw what needs to be done to beat Shrewsbury in terms of get on them, get put the ball high on them, don't let them run over you. Yeah. And it absolutely worked. This it, was the game where Shrewsbury looked very tired. Yeah, it was their... Third game in six days, yeah. something like that. And, you know, they played on the Wednesday night and then yeah. had to go to Wickham on Saturday. So it was less than 72 hours break. And, yeah, Coyne sort of dispelled it a little bit, the, the tiredness thing, but it was a factor. Mm. Wickham didn't have a game in that, that week before and they were fresher. Uh, Town used the same 11, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Which yeah. was a massive surprise. Mm. Um, but to be fair, even with how tired they looked and how slow they looked on the pitch, um, the t- two of the Wickham goals were... Screamers, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a wi- the first half. It was um, it was two one Wickham, wasn't it? And all, you know, Shrewsbury's goal through Amadi Holloway, and and then Adam El Abd and Joe Jacobson rock up with absolute worldies. Mm. So it was the the game of the ex ex player. It was mm. bonkers. I've never really seen anything like it. And as we said, Town took a lead early. Great header from Amadi Holloway to get up and running for Town. And you're thinking, wow, they're on it again. Um, but. They're, 
they ran out of steam and were sort of out out thought as well. Good good work from Ainsworth, the Wickham boss, and mm. they really set in their ways. Wickham, they won't be anywhere near trouble this season, uh, relegation wise. Decent trip. Oh, amazing. Oh, very very good. Food, press food, Wickham special. Is it good? What do you have? Well, I was um, <laughs> not warned. The opposite of warned. I was told by our <laughs> colleague Matt Mayer beforehand, who had been there for a, a game against Starbridge in the FA Cup not so long ago. Oh right. Okay. Um, that he got a madras or some form of curry. I can't. I think it was a madras. Oh, right. And I was like, oh, that doesn't sound very League One. You know, this this. Oh, definitely not. I'm usually delighted with a what pie. Is, what is an ordinary League One? Usually meal? delighted with a pucker pie at best. A pucker pie. Um, it varies, you know. Your, your average League One trips. You can get somewhere. There's like there's obviously teams in League One and League Two, like MK Dons, Coventry. There's teams like that where you go there, you sit inside in the press room, you get a pie. Tom chips. here. Tom here is a Coventrian. Yeah, uh, he's formerly of Coventry Press uh, engagements, so he's used to the Rico Rico yeah. Arena. But at the same time, because of that, it was League Two last year, so I was I was also used to even worse than what we're getting at the yeah. minute. Yeah. Um, so I was uh, Matt. Matt Mayer told us that, that, that they do curry and then I was speaking with the Wickham Press before the game and they were saying, you know, we sort you out. It's usually a selection of, of whatever and myself and Tom went down, we'd, we'd planned for it, sort of bellies rumbling, like we, we hope we didn't get you found went, out. You went hungry? Yeah, we, uh, it could have backfired massively. Yeah, it quite, quite uh, nearly did for me because anyone that knows me knows that mashed potato is my least favourite thing in the world. Oh, and that was this, one of the offerings. This is an issue I've got with you, Tom. He's a very... Your eating habits are... I mean, no, I've never seen anything like it. So I was listening at home. Tom <laughs> regularly sits next to me in a, on our digital sports desk. <coughs> For breakfast, he will have a, um, a Tupperware full of Cheerios without milk. Odd. Dry. Don't knock it. I've found more of things out. If you want to carry on. Whatever. No, no. Well, I mean, I could, I could carry on. What, but, what, I mean, what are the other? You don't have sweets, do you? So, it's not that I don't. I've just never had it. I, he doesn't have a hot drink. I found an exception to the sweet rule the other day. Uh, marshmallows. I, I, I have had marshmallows <laughs> before. So if I rock up to the game with a bag of Haribo. Oh yeah, no, it's not near me. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, they're all yours, mate. Yeah. yeah. Your, your teeth uh, won't appreciate it, but uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we got bangers and mash, sausage and mash, however you say. It. Uh, pea, uh, Wickham. Yeah, yeah. Peas, gravy. Biscuits when you've finished that, it, it was class, wasn't it? Bangs and mash, or for me, a bowl of sausages. That's <laughs> <laughs> effectively all I had. Hey, but um, it was lovely. The gravy was really nice. I think the, the best thing about it was the, the tea ladies that were coming in and out, making yeah. sure that we had enough. Mm. Where we were, it was it was Christmas Day for us, and they were acting like if we yeah, wanted any yeah. more, if there's anything else we wanted to get in. I mean, we were used to. Well, I just hope whatever cold happens, sandwiches. Whatever happens, come May, Shrewsbury and Wickham are in the same division, be it the <laughs> Championship, League One, or League Two. You know, let's let's go up or down together, or stay where we are together. What's the beast like in person? Do you get to see him? No, he was injured. When he, mm. he, he weren't even on the bench. Oh. Oh. I've seen him a few weeks. He wasn't even on the bench. I don't think. I saw him a few weeks before. Um, he's not as tall as you'd think. Back in Fenwa, he's sort of. He's wide though, He's isn't short it? and wide, very <laughs> wide. He's as wide as he is tall. Yeah, so no, he, he really walk, is though. Does he have to walk through doors sideways? Probably, he's a cube. He's just a big cube. <laughs> but um, yeah, he. I saw him against uh, Warsaw earlier this season and he won every single header there. So. Do you know what was a positive in the Wickham game? They lost 3-2. Um, a positive was that it was 3-2. They got two goals away from home. Mm. 
And even though Wickham deserved it and were the, the better side, they pushed them all the way at 3-2, you know. So I mentioned the El Abden and Joe Jacobson goals, which couldn't do too much about. But then Wickham's third was poor, from Town's mm. point of view, poor. Mm. But then they went in, you know, that man Fajiri got, got another goal to continue his hot streak, and that was a positive to take from it. But, you know, you they dusted themselves down after this, this intense schedule, and... You know, went again on the Tuesday night, so absolutely credit them. You reminded mm. me now, that confirmed with Ainsworth was very good that night because when I saw um, Wickham earlier that season, it was long ball, nothing but long ball. They mm-hmm. were hoofing it up to Akinfemer and he was winning everything. And without him, they played a completely different style of football, which I thought was quite impressive at that level. Normally, a team at that level are very one-dimensional. Yeah. Mm. But fair play to Ainsworth because he found a, a way to, to, to beat Shrewsbury without using their biggest threat because he didn't have him. So, mm. I mean, mm. fair play there. That's it. We should say, uh, by the way, anyone listening, that this is a Shrewsbury Town special. So if you're sitting here waiting for Telford chit chat, then um, there's not yeah. going to be a whole lot of it today. Yeah, we probably should have said that, shouldn't we? Ricketts yeah, special. Um, yeah, Sam Ricketts Shrewsbury Town special. Um, have we got to rate that game? Yes. Can I get a sign up score, please? Out right. of ten. Should, if we go, I'm going to give them a nine for the food. Wait, are we? Are we talking about Shrewsbury's performance? <laughs> Shrewsbury's Shrewsbury or the Town's day performance. Okay. Then uh, then uh, you know what? Give me a Shrewsbury Town performance and then an away day rating okay, as well. Okay, cool. Uh, time performance, I'd probably a 5 out of 10. Is that as, harsh enough? As average as you can No, get. I don't think that's harsh. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was as bad as a 4. I don't think it was probably as good as a 6. I'd maybe give them a 6 just because I feel for them because two of Wickham's goals were a centre-back taking it on the chest and then burying it, which does not happen any other day of the month. And Joe Jacobson's And then a, a right-footer from <laughs> Joe Jacobson, which is pretty special. Um, so I don't think... A way, day, a way to experience. I had to pick you up and drop you off in... Uh, where was it? Banbury? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, yeah. But that was fine. I mean, yeah, the, the, the sausage and mash really boosts the score rating I think the food is the main one really isn't it yeah and we were indoor press box which I loved indoor press box did you have a Wi-Fi connection I, I, this, I, this takes the biscuit really I have my own dongle thing so I'm always kind of and I got allowed onto a top secret Wi-Fi by the club Oh yeah, I which is a yeah, hidden yeah, yeah. one, which I had to search for which <laughs> meant I think I was probably one of about three people on it so it was great for me all I want at a game is Wi-Fi and food. It's a real nine out of tenner. Yeah, 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 Wickham definitely. Wickham away. Yeah. Nine oh. out of ten. Might have to, to frequent. <laughs> Wickham then. Uh, next game, Shrewsbury Town 2, Plymouth nil. That's more like it, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, they were clinical that night. They were, they were clinical and Plymouth were bad. Mm. Bad. They were poor. Um, they're in the bottom four, bottom three. And you can see why that night. They and, and the town goals were so well taken. I think the doc, uh, Greg Doherty got the first one in the first half and, and Fajiri scored just after half-time. Sorry, second half. Both so well taken, the goals. Um, I'm trying to picture Greg Doherty's goal, goals, but it was, it was left... It, yeah, it was left side. He's cut in from the left side onto his right foot outside the box and he's levered it into the far corner. Oh, that's right, he kept it low. Similar, not too dissimilar to Amadi Holloway's goal the other day against Scunthorpe no, which we haven't covered similar. yet but Greg's Doctor's, Greg Doctor's strike was, was a great hit and he'd, he'd made such a good run before it as well it was a typical Doherty it was such a great player he really is so good for town and Faye's goal as well Fajira's goal was very similar to his one at Wickham I think it was pretty much yeah, the yeah. way he finished it his, was pretty much identical finishing is ice ice cool like yeah 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 he loves he's, to slide uh, past the keeper, doesn't he? Yeah, he's he's got ice in his veins, that lad. One on one, any player for Shrewsbury Town, you take him fair. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you're talking yeah. football manager, you give him eighteen finishing at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, composure as well. Like the, the goal at Wickham. He had a lot of work to do. He did. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. on his left foot and he slid it into the going goal. away from goal across the keeper. Passing it into corner. If he goes through on goal, you, you think he's going to score, but that's that's not his only the only feather in in Fajiri's cap. He's got a bit of everything. Um, but that night, they Plymouth didn't didn't offer much, did they at all? Really, Graham Carey was on the bench. Uh, actually, early on, Ladapo could have scored, couldn't he? Um, Freddie Ladapo, former Town striker. But other than that. Um, mm. Once Town took the lead, they were comfortable. You know, one nil is never great, but as soon as they got the second in the second half, you know, it was three points clearly, and they, it was a big win actually coming on the back of the Wickham defeat because mm-hmm. you know it got to like what was it, the third week of of no manager, fourteen days plus with with Danny Coyne doing a great job, uh, but they had their first defeat at, at Wickham, so it was so crucial not to back that up with, with another defeat and mm. then it becomes you know then the fans might be saying you know what's going on you know with the appointment kind of thing they're in such great hands under under Fowler and under Fowler under Coyne and Ramsey we're just going to go on to Robbie Fowler because that was <laughs> yeah. that night wasn't yeah, it yeah it was that night yeah 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 see my mind working in mysterious ways yeah Robbie Fowler was spotted at the meadow wasn't it mm. uh, which sparked all kinds of that would have been a strange... I mean, we know now that it was nothing well, to not, do with managerial well, It's not the first time we've been all, linked with Shrews. It's like the... Um, I said to someone that like, that night, whenever there's a Shrewsbury appointment, you just need the Robbie Fowler to, to kind of call bingo. You'd have loved that, wouldn't you? Robbie oh. Fowler. Oh, my gosh. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah. Liverpool fan Lewis Cox. That would have been fun. He's a legend. He's God. He's known as God in Liverpool fans. Am I right in saying he managed Kerala Blasters? Sorry, Who? A team in India, Indian Premier League. This could be wrong, could completely wrong, but I'll find out. He was no, it was Mwangthon United. <laughs> he was manager of in the Thai league. That's his only managerial Incredible. experience. No, I think he was actually looking at Greg Doherty for Steven Gerrard. Mm. His old mucker up at Rangers, and uh, Doherty had a very good night. So, your favourite former Liverpool player, Robbie Fowler? No, no, Gerrard. So yeah, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm working on Doherty to try and get me. Get me close, you know. Get me linked, linked in with. Get a signed shirt. Yeah, I mean, Greg's a nice guy, you know. I'm just putting in a word, like, you know, can I can I do anything? But nah, um, the Fowler thing was fun, but obviously never going to happen. <laughs> didn't didn't fit in with what shoes we were going for. Um, and and yeah, that that night they were. I think I used the word composed and, and clinical. It was they just did enough in probably third gear to see off a poor team in Plymouth, but it was mm. a big win. Right, and then uh, the one little win over Scunthorpe. I've got to rate that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Give, me a, give me a rating. I'd give him an eight. I don't think... I, I, maybe a seven. Yeah, possibly seven and a half. I'm not tempted to give him such a high rating because I think Plymouth were very... Poor. Seven and a half. 7.5. Let's talk about Plymouth right back. Who did Plymouth have at right back? What am I missing here? Someone more. A far, far more. Do you not remember the dreads? I do vaguely. But I remember just, the double no, barrel no, name. No, 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 just because he was woeful. He was so poor. He was possibly one of the worst footballers I've seen at this level, like <laughs> League One. He was so bad. And multiple people commented to me like, after the game when you, you went into the press, it was like, how bad was he? You know? mm. He didn't look like a footballer. You were a basketball fellow, Luke. Yeah. He looked like a baller. Did he? Yeah, he, he's former Arsenal. So I don't know where he's from, but um, quite sure. But he had dreads down to like here, Corey Roberts style. Possibly, maybe, <laughs> maybe, no, maybe longer. Um, he just, just like if you were chasing him, you just 
You don't need to tug on his shirt, just pull his hair. Like, he was, but he was poor. He, he's um, not the best day in the office for him, no. His performance. Do you remember Peter Crouch doing that for England against Trinidad? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Winning yeah, yeah. a header by climbing up someone's dreadlocks. Uh-huh. That is special. I'm um, sure it was tried at some point by someone. Yeah, I don't think he'll. Considering uh, Plymouth have got Joe Riley there, I think they should probably change their right back. Mm. But there you go. That was, uh, yeah, seven and a half out of ten. Seven and a half. I'll take that. I'll take that. Shrewsbury Town won, Scunthorpe nil. Um, into the FA Cup third round. Um, Big, you know, it's a... Ref had a bit of a mare this one, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I've watched it back so many times. I still don't know what he gave the penalty for. <laughs> Nobody does. I it think was... he wasn't even putting pointing at the spot. It's like he, he blows his whistle and goes, "Oh crap! I probably shouldn't have blown my whistle here." And there's no reaction. I need to do something. Yeah. And then does nothing by pointing at James Bolton. He's like, "Why are you pointing at me?" Yeah, I, I just don't. I mean, fortunately, Stevie Arnold pulls off the penalty save. Yeah. But I mean. Dear me. Yeah. When that happens in the 88th minute of a cup tie that's at 1-0, you know, for the FA Cup third round, for the potential of a midweek replay in Scunthorpe, oh. which was a terrifying prospect. I bet there's no bangers and mash in Scunthorpe. Oh, at my all. gosh. It's, it's, um, I can't find the words on this podcast to describe a, an away day in Scunny. What would be your um, away day rating of Scunthorpe United? Oh, day? my gosh. Minus... Five. Minus five. Which is what the temperature was in the beast from the east when we were when we were there last season. Ah. The coldest I've ever been in my life. And Mr Shrewsbury Town Stuart Dunn also said the coldest he's ever been at a game, and that's thirty years. And others have said longer as well. It was <laughs> wow. It was so cold my laptop's broke. Many people pull me up on talking about how it's cold, but that was cold. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we avoided a midweek trip to Scunny, thanks to Steve Arnold. Who I felt like hugging at full time for that. Yeah. So. But yeah, it to get a ten in the player ratings, did it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I felt like giving him a ten or an eleven. Um, it was a, it was a, I don't know about the game. It was one nil. Town were the better team. Scunny were poor, like Plymouth. They're on a, a poor run under Stuart McCaw and uh, Amadi Holloway's goal. The first half, certainly the first quarter of the first half. It could have been 2-2, two, 3-3. Two, three, three. Scunny had a go, to be fair to them. It was very, very open cup tie. Very watchable. Uh, but Amadi Holloway got his second in the third three games, which he really needed. A real boost for him. A great strike. I don't know if you've seen the, seen the uh, highlights, in a replay of it, but he smacked it in from outside the box mm. to the bottom corner, and it really dips. It's a lovely strike. And uh, he's got that in his locker. He really has. He's a confident striker, I think. And... We're starting to see a bit more of what he's about, which is good. Um, we can wax lyrical about him more at the um, double-barreled strikers. Yes, which is um, coming up next, by the way, for those <laughs> waiting eagerly. Wow, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they went 1-0 and I was not concerned about the 1-0 scoreline mm. uh, at all because everyone looked so solid for town and Scunny were offering little until the 87th minute when referee, who was not Ben Toner, Apologies again to Ben Toner. He was inexplicably left on the team sheet, despite not being the official. <laughs> um, yeah, referee Neil Hare, I think. Bad hair day. Good job, Neil. Um, just, you know, blew the whistle and pointed at James Bolton and said foul, you know. While everyone of a Scunthorpe persuasion started laughing and sort of rubbing their hands with glee. And then, you know, Josh Morris, scunny winger of 
excellent ability and quality and probably one of the best left foots in the league. Yeah, it was justice. Like it, it was one of the worst. It was the second worst decision I've seen this season after Sean Worley's oh, non-penalty. That, that was a shocker. Doncaster. That was such <laughs> a shocker. I don't know how you do. We it. didn't have Tom there, and uh, we're gonna have to show him a video because. Oh mate, it is the worst decision I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, is it really? Is imagine the Stonewall penalty, right? And imagine like that times ten, and the referee's right there, looks at it, and he goes. Don't fancy that. Fan cleared out. One is just cleared out. I mean, there's the nothing I've ever seen like it. It's it unbelievable. Hilarious. And it did sum up the opening week. So it was right at the start of the season, like maybe the first midweek game of the season, I think, away at Donny. It finished 0 0. Doncaster started the season really well. Askey's Town had a real go and could have won it, but definitely should have had a pen. And, you know, you, you're left just with, with the manager saying, you know, what's going on with the officials kind of thing. And who knows how that could have changed things for, for Askey and Town if they'd have got that pen that night. But yeah, this ran it close because God knows what Mr Neil Hare was thinking of. Oh, no idea. But at the end of the day, it didn't affect the results. So we're in one, the hat. Yeah, we're in the hat. Stoke at home. Return of Ryan Woods. Ryan Woods. Um, interesting that it's in the new year because he's on one of these loan things at Stoke at the moment. You yeah. know, this... Loan to buy. Obligation to buy. Yeah, Great yeah. way this, of avoiding FFP. This. Yeah, this this uh, <laughs> loophole that I'm on loan, but I'm not really on loan. I'm just going to sign for them a few months later. Business. He's on that from Brentford to Stoke. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's interesting that that will go through in the new year because it's a nice bit of uh, sell-on money for town. Yeah. Um, yeah, great, great player, Ryan Woods. Uh, that's an understatement to think town... As a club and fans are very proud of him, rightly so. Um, it's going to be good to see him. He, he came back for Brentford in the summer, didn't he, for a friendly? Uh, but this will be good. This will be, be good atmosphere. The away end will be sold out. You'd think they'd get decent town attendance. And it's going to be a good cup tie. Sort of localish rivals. Um, not, I suppose you can say rivals. I, I think they were back in the day. Uh, but both set of fans will want to win this, and not just because it's a, a shot at the fourth round. Um, but they're having an indifferent season at best under Gary Rowett, aren't they? Yeah, it's not been great for them. Uh, I think a lot of people expect them to do, yeah, to, to do bits as they say in the championship <laughs> this season, um, and they haven't really done it. Uh, they've struggled. Um, Rowett, by all accounts, isn't the league will be really... their priority, and they will come to Shrewsbury of League One and make changes. Uh, I'd imagine so. Mm. And town will be so. all geared, you know well drilled by this time under Ricketts who have been there for more than a month yeah I could uh, sniff an upset there who would you want in the next round if you did get through <laughs> well any of the, the top six Prem away I'd love to go to Anfield that's I've got a second that I think that's one of the few places I've not been well I've been I've been there many times obviously as a fan but I'd love to go there and work um, tell you what press food that would be decent <laughs> yeah yeah um, I'll I've try heard great things about Chelsea and Arsenal Okay, Old Trafford would probably be second for me to go to. I mean, just any of them. Uh, Town have been to Arsenal fairly recently, 2011, I think it was. But I'd take any of them. We got lucky-ish last season. We got, obviously, West Ham at this stage, third round, and then got a replay there, London Stadium. That was class. I mean, Far away from the pitch, though. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, you needed binoculars. No, but, I mean, we talk about facilities. Oh, facilities, I imagine, they're great. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only West Ham, but yeah, that was that was class. But I, oh, I mean, would you take a a top side at home? I think you still get a bit of 
a bit of the the thrill. I mean, Town had Chelsea and Man U at home recently. Chelsea one went well, despite them not getting a result. It was a, a great night. Man U not so well. Hmm. Um, but yeah, you want it away, don't you? Or if they do get through Stoke, a lower ranked team at home or a, a lower, you know, winnable. But then you want the glamour side, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I think you're you in, do. You're in the FA Cup for to to get the the big boy. Yeah, I think for me, if you're Shrewsbury Town, you're you're not no, no disrespect it. to Shrewsbury Town, <laughs> but you're not going to win the FA Cup. What? What? So, <laughs> you sure? I mean, you want you want to make it an experience. You don't. Yeah. The last thing you want is to draw, you know... Uh, Don't want to go out to Millwall or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Or like, even worse, go out to a League 2. Yeah, say, yeah, say, you, say you lose to someone in League 2 or say you're going to another League 1 ground. It's nothing new. You go out yeah, and then you sat there like, well, I mean, much of a muchness. Whereas if you go out, say you lose... 2-1 to Chelsea at Stamford Bridge yeah, you'd take that wouldn't you yeah. I'd welcome Brighton again I'm sure you two are bored of me talking about Brighton from last season I went to Brighton it was the best food the best facilities they had a row of fridges full of coke oh yeah free go get your coke cans do what you want I think I left with about six bowls I'd like the Etihad Fantastic. I'd like the Etihad that would be class Etihad's a bit of a pain for press though is it yeah so if you're if you're going to the Etihad um the press area to pick up your pass is across a bridge, is all the way around the stadium. I mean, you're walking forever to get there. You get it, you come back, and you have to walk all the way around. It's just, oh, it's just a bit of a pain. Okay, I still take it, but yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's probably better than Wickham. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was actually half hoping for Slough Town. Just uh, at I home, love, I hope. I love non-league. No, I'd, I'd have loved to have gone there. I'm not bothered about no Wi-Fi thing. I've got my little trusty Wi-Fi dongle. Get, get me signal anywhere. Tick off Slough Town. I think I might have rang in sick that day. Yeah. I think. Like, like we ticked off Salford. Yeah. That was an interesting night at Salford with the laptop on your knees because there's no tables there. Oh. For, for a club that are most likely going to be in League 2 next season and so ambitious, I mean, that was a struggle, to say the least. No, yeah. no power. To add to the fact that your laptop was on your knees. That is grim. This is quite boring, but do they have to surely meet standards next year? Surely they have to yeah, next year. So. They, they, you'd imagine, kind of yeah, I'd imagine so. You know, it's the same when we get promoted from, say, the Championship <coughs> to the Premier League. Yeah, you have you to have. certain stipulations. Yeah. I imagine it's the same in many others. Um, I can't give a rating on the uh, FA Cup game because I wasn't there. Yeah, so, Lewis, if you could hit me with one. Yeah, time were probably a, a seven. Um gives Big Steve Arnold a 10 even though I didn't in the paper so that's quite hypocritical of me <laughs> but thanks to Steve for um, ruling out an unnecessary trip to Scunthorpe yeah <laughs> thank you Steve thanks a lot for that one Steve uh, double barrel strikers hit me up Lewis um, movement no nomination today no no because um, Joe Edwards isn't here where is um, he Joe Edwards is just sat at his desk he's literally 50 metres away he was, he was doing the Aston Villa presser today um, ahead well of the West Brom game mm-hmm. uh, which I'll actually be covering so I'm, I'm looking forward to that one but uh, yeah a little bit too much work for Joe Edwards today to squeeze in and we had Tom Leach here so I was looking for a, looking forward to a I was going to say a foursome but yeah a, a foursome four way pod I hope you told the missus okay moving on <laughs> Dub- <laughs> double barreled forwards um, yeah, movement. Movement, as hit we me. touched on earlier. Hit me. Exciting times. Two in three for Aaron Amadi Holloway. 
Boom. Who is the Shrewsbury Town team sheet, says Aaron Holloway. Which is interesting. That What? That provoked a few, <laughs> que- few questions at Wickham. Well, that, I, I, I've got a reason, you know, I've got to... to to, to leap to town's media team. What are they rationing defense. ink in the printer, what are they? <laughs> Every penny counts. Oh, yeah, it does. No. But I'm... Um, Aaron Amadi Holloway is too many characters for the little slot on the team sheets. But it's not too many for his back, which looks ridiculous. Oh, it curls <laughs> all the way. It's basically a circle, isn't it? Jan, it's yeah. a Jan Venegor of Hesselink. Yeah. Oh. But Amadi Holloway would fit if they made it smaller and it would look dodgy, apparently. That's the reasoning. But I, you know, yeah, that probably should be run through uh, Aaron Amadi Holloway, who's now only been called by half a name. Yeah, does well, he still count? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, yeah. Well, counts. you know, we need every goal we can get in this segment. Don't we? <laughs> At one point, we were considering <laughs> taking assists from, yeah, from dodgy <laughs> competitions outside of league proceedings. For which... the record, we are still counting Central League Cup goals. Yeah, I mean, I reckon me and you could get a run out in that competition. It's funny, I was having a discussion with um, our Warsaw correspondent, Joe Massey, the other day. We were at um, the FA Cup game, and I, I asked him, what level do you think you could walk onto a pitch and not be noticeably bad? <laughs> I've had this conversation. We so kind much. of settled at National League North. <laughs> oh, I don't no. know about that. I think that's a bit too high. I, I used to cover, in my first year at uni, I used to cover a team called AFC Emily, who played up in the mountains of Yorkshire, and um, their level was... Northwest Counties League Division One. Yeah, and I was I was pretty confident if I turned up with some boots. So for sure, that's I could Mark, have easily done it. That's Market Drayton level for for Shropshire, as as we cover Telford. You say National League North, you know, with the best. I'm not gonna lie. Put me put me on the wing. We would get know, nowhere th- near Telford's team. I think if you, I think I wouldn't put myself anywhere but right back or left back. I think they're the two positions you can probably get away with it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> put me a wing back. I'll just run up and down. Do you know what? Let's do it as a feature and I'll pay to watch. I'll tell you what, I'll be well do up for charity. that. I'd do that. <laughs> yeah, Gav Cowan. 30 I'll minutes all to over it. Gav, if you need an emergency... Um, Luke's got the height. He could win those headers. I'd be a, dec- I'd be a decent right back, you know. He's a basketballer, mm. isn't he? So he can mm. reach the hoop. I've got the fitness to get up and down. That's the thing. Yeah, you got to be fit to play basketball, don't you? Yeah, I've did, did, done a couple of half marathons as well. But I'm telling you, I could do a job at right back. I okay, okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm doubting. I've heard with John Pasaris. John Pasaris listens. Next yeah. Time, next time you I have... prefer eating food from his chippy. To be honest, if you need someone, John, a right back, and you're desperate, give me a shout. How did we get here? Have I missed something? Are you contacting the man who owns a chip shop about playing right back for the <laughs> chip shop? What's yes, going on? Yes. Nah, we had. <laughs> they have we a team. John Pasaris. Um, he, he does run Bridge North. What is it? Is High Town. Oh, High Town. Now, now that makes sense. Where we went then, to yeah. have that live pod from. Not yeah, so long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, back to where we were. Aaron Amadi Holloway has two goals in three games. We did count his strike before that in the Central League Cup. So he's now on three. Great Taking form. him to second in the rankings behind Mr. Linnell John Lewis. The shop. Um, the shop. We spoke to him yesterday, actually, after the uh, Sam Ricketts unveiling. He still leads away with five goals. Have you mentioned this to him? No, no. I, I feel it's probably not appropriate, in the words of Wrexham Football Club, to uh, <laughs> to tell Lenny about this segment. Open brackets. He probably Shame. doesn't care. Close brackets. Maybe. Uh, but he but, can add to that tonight. But he's on he's... fire. Yeah, I think, you know, this probably would, may date the podcast, but I'm sure Lenny will play tonight in the Czech trade game uh, with, with Warsaw. I can't remember how many league goals Lenny has, but I think he only has one. He, he definitely mm. does have one. I don't think he has any more. 
Um, so he has four goals in other comps, um, which which put him outright, you know, into the lead. But Aaron Amadi Holloway has come from nowhere, absolutely nowhere, to to a solid silver medal position mm. with those those two goals. I mean, he's leapfrogged Amari Morgan Smith of Telford, who uh, got his second goal not so long ago, but now he's trailing in bronze. Um, I had a chat with Joe just before coming in to, to film this and. Mr. Matthew Barnes Homer isn't anywhere near Telford's squad on zero. So oh. he, you know, I can't see the wooden spoon race is going one way. But uh, yeah, Lenny or Amadi Holloway. There we I, go. I hope I'm not kind of ruining any of the magic of the podcast by saying that I'm Googling to see how many goals Lenny has scored and he does not exist. Oh, according to that. <laughs> according to Dodgy flash website. scores. So I well, can't give you any news on that. Okay. Flash scores, sort yourselves out. Oh, go soccer base, team soccer base. Soccer base, soccer base is the one. It's, um, yeah, yeah, that's the best. Anyway, let's um, let's talk Burton, shall we? Because we're running on a little bit. We're over an hour now. Oh, yeah. um, time flies when you're having fun. That's it. Burton away. Um, we're not gonna we're not gonna preview the game which is going on tonight as we record now. No. Um, but we are gonna preview the Burton game. So it's a tough one, isn't it? First, yeah, yeah. First league game. I think. Um, for the record, I mean, obviously the the Warsaw game happens tonight, but I think there'll be changes. You know, in, in the Czech trade game, Danny Coyne oversaw it. Crew, he made eleven changes. Um, now we're into the knockout stages against Warsaw. I don't know if they're going to be quite eleven, but also it's Sam Ricketts' first game Wednesday night, so or tonight for our purpose. So you know, at intense period for the players. How much will Ricketts want to use first team players or, or make changes I'm not sure I think it will be a changed 11 to be honest it's so, interesting because he, he spoke yesterday so much about coming in and trying to keep things exactly as they were but then he has to make so many changes yeah, in his first game yeah, and yeah. to be fair he did say to us he said it's a win-win in a way because he gets a chance to see some of the players who maybe weren't quite getting a look in yeah. over the last few weeks yeah. and he gets to give the guys who will be first team permanence a rest as well yeah I wrote that he, you know it's an early chance and an ideal chance to run the rule over the, the backup players and, and they've got the first shot to you know didn't I say to you if you know if Liangol goes and scores a hat-trick on Wednesday night against Warsaw then he's got every chance hasn't he um, mm. you know someone who's been frozen out for so long Liangol so you know strange things have happened um, but we go on to Saturday which is of course the the important one, isn't it? I mean, you know, if, if the town win on Wednesday night, tonight, um, they make it three wins from Wembley, which is cool. But um, I think the prospect of Wembley and the Czech Trade Trophy would probably be lost on a few town fans after last season. Um, Burton, Pirelli, first time going there for a few years. Obviously, they've been in the championship for a while. But it is 15th against 16th, isn't it, Tom? Um, it's 15th against 16th in League One. And... You know, Burns form has been indifferent, but they're they're solid. I think they're a tough tough test at the Pirelli. It's tight, compact ground. I think Town will have to have their wits about them. But if they're near their best under Coin and Ramsey, you know, if Ricketts can get that little bounce, that that sort of new manager impetus, I think it could be a good away day. I think it could be a good one, and I'm fascinated to see. How Town look different under Ricketts, just what his demeanour's like on the touchline. Really interested. To, and, and will he carry on using the diamond in midfield? You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, we said earlier. Mm. So does he carry on with that? Works so well under Town's caretaker sort of regime. I do know at Wrexham he favoured 4 3 3, which is interesting because Askey liked that. 
Um, so, but then town width, not sure. Sean mm-hmm. Ward is a, a way off yet. Um, I think we'll see the diamond. And I, you know, Norman's had a little, Ollie Norman's had a little knee problem recently. But town strength is central midfield areas. You know, Doherty, Josh Lorenz has been playing well, Anthony Grant. I'd I'd be tempted to use the same eleven we've seen in the league with, with James Bolton at right back as he's been playing and take it to Burton and I think you know run over the top of them run run harder with them and they'll get their rewards but you'd you'd be happy-ish with a point mm. from Burton. Do I don't you know you know I mean their form is they've they've lost four of the last five um, and that one was a one 0 win the the win that they got I don't they obviously don't that's look all like competitions isn't it yeah yeah that's yeah. all competition they're obviously not. A spectacular side no, at this no, level, no. but I don't think there's many. Um, one interesting thing that, that we said about um, players who could come in and find him width, um, I think under a new manager there's normally always one or two players who he doesn't have an opinion on and he sees them and he likes them. This could be a chance for someone like yeah. Gilead or even a Ryan Haynes to, to come in, someone like that to add a yeah. little bit of width. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what he does on Burton. He'll probably just keep the same eleven, maybe with Bolton. But they've they've got some quality. But they've got Liam Boyce up front, who's Northern Ireland international. He's a goal scorer and a threat. They've got Atkins out there, Lucas Atkins, mm-hmm. um, and they've got some talent in midfield. This is it, Musinio? Uh, do they have Musinio anymore? No, he's gone somewhere else, hasn't he, Musinio? Who am I thinking of? Let's just look at this squad list right now. Um, I am thinking of Stephen Quinn. Stephen Quinn, yes, there's a name. They've got a talent. They, they've got talented players, but I'm not convinced there's anywhere near enough there, there to get this sort of playoffs that I'm sure they're after. Mm. Um, but how far were Burton punching above their weight in the championship? Like mm. unbelievable. Look, you know, small, small club, small stadium, small crowd on Saturday. So, yeah, a Burton back down where they probably should be, mid to low league one probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, interesting. Big, big. You know, start of a new era, isn't it? Proper in, in League One under under Sam Ricketts. I'm really excited to see how he how he lines his team up and and the dynamic of of the performance. And there will be one other new face in the dugout, most likely. We think. Mm. Go on. I, I don't know about in the dugout. No, I maybe got the not. Impression he wasn't going to be in the dugout, but he was going to be there. Yeah, Thomas uh, happily pointed him out in in my notes. We were just about to to forget him. Uh, but but Ricketts has brought one, just the one member of staff with him from Wrexham, and Luke, you might like this. He's head of performance. Head of performance. Head of human performance mm. is kind of what he is as a as an individual. How he describes himself. John Pitts is now with Shrewsbury. Ah. Um, yeah. I mean, an example of Ricketts as forward thinking, trying to move Shrewsbury on, become modern. You know, get every bit of detail to to succeed, get the percentages over your opponents. John Pitts, we're just on his LinkedIn here. He's a high-performance consultant, previous of other football clubs. I think Brentford he, he was at, but he went in with Wrexham. He went into Wrexham with Ricketts in the summer. Um, and, you know, Sam Ricketts obviously swears by him. Um, I just, think there's a really interesting story here, and I can't wait to find it out. Yeah, yeah. The story that Ricketts told us was that a long, long time ago he was... Um, did he say 15 years? Yeah, yeah. 15 years ago, he had an injury and he was struggling to get back from it. Mm. Uh, he met this guy called John Pitts and it seems like John Pitts was just there to get him fit, to get a club. And I got the impression that John Pitts found something in Ricketts that he has obviously kept with him now for 15 years, enough that 
he brought him to Wrexham with him. Yeah, yeah. Mm, uh, in, in what a lot of a lot of fans might see as an unusual role to have at a football club. But I think it's something that probably over the next few years we're going to see all football clubs take yeah. on. It just shows how modern Sam Ricketts is trying to be with his yeah. management. But it's so in-depth, it's like psychological as well. So yeah. it's going to be like the mental well-being of players and stuff mm. like that there. Ricketts spoke a lot about getting an extra percent out yeah. of every single member of staff. He didn't just say the players, he said every single member of staff. And he spoke a lot about how getting that extra 1% won't make them beat Warsaw tonight. But over a season, by May, that extra 1% will be worth so much more yeah, on yeah. the table. Mm. Uh, and I think that's probably what we're going to get from him as a manager. Yeah, interesting. It is. So aside from you know keeping Eric Ramsey and Danny Coyne in there with him, you know there's, there is a new member of staff face around the training ground who, you know, quietly behind the scenes, I think will have a big impact. I think that yeah. could be quite key. All right, let's finish up with prediction then. Prediction for Burton. Um, 1-0 town. 1-0 town. Tom? 3-1 town. 3-1. I'm going for 2-1 to Shrewsbury. Shrews wins all round. Town, that's it. We're all optimists. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's um, exciting times. I think it's a great appointment and I'm really looking forward to to dealing with you know, working with Sam and he said to us on the way out yesterday actually, didn't he, of the presser that, you know, everyone's everyone's needed, you know, all all the media and all the press are gonna be needed this season and of course all the fans are, so mm. you know, I think everyone's gonna get behind him. Yeah, certainly hope so. So that just about wraps it up unless you got anything else to add, guys. That's a wrap. Yeah. That's a wrap. Lewis, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Luke. Tom, Pleasure as always. How was your debut? Good. Enjoyed it. Hopefully I'll do it again. Yeah, certainly. You can we can uh, always drag you back on. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe you could be in. Uh, you know, I'll put a shirt on next time. Yeah, scrub up. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, that just about cuts it. So um, thanks to you guys and thanks to everyone for listening. See you next time. See ya.